is up bros and welcome to the all bros podcast i am jonathan and i'm caleb and we are actually in the same hills once to the yes for the next two episodes actually oh my gosh i i i forgot about that Yeah. yeah so yeah next two episodes we'll be side by side once again um but anyway uh we are i didn't say that yet right no. Okay. We are a couple. God, butchered this so bad. We are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. Uh, this week on the All Bros podcast, we got nothing for 4K Spotlight, unless you really care about those two evil Jack Frost movies. Those are coming up on Friday. So. There's an evil Jack Frost movie? Dude, yeah. They're so bad, but they're so good at the same time. <laughs> I haven't seen the second one, but the first one is so bad, it's so good. Noise. Yeah. We gotta have, like, a VR movie night for that. Oh, that'd be dope. Yeah. Um, shit, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so, besides that, nothing for, for 4K Spotlight with Through the Wall. We got a, a new trailer to talk about uh, that was teased at the end of the movie that we're going to be breaking down. Spoiler alert. Yep, spoil, huge spoiler alert. And then uh, after that, uh, we'll be moving on to our headliner of the evening, which will be our breakdown of Spider-Man No Way Home. Hells yes. So let's get started. Hello, my name is Brucker Nurse, and I want to tell you about my fun horror movie podcast called Autopsy of a Horror Movie. On my show, I like to have fun dissecting out what makes a horror movie scary, what worked for it, what didn't, what types of fears does it play off of. Is it an allegory for any sort of message? I don't know, but let's find out. Also, I like to watch slashers. I'm a big slasher guy, so I'll watch a slasher and do a kill grade for it. I will cover the kills and I will tell you how I would grade it based on shock, method, style points, and a fourth category that is a reflection of the movie. Besides those, I'll have fun with special topic episodes, commentary tracks, interviews with guests, including some Shutter directors, so I just like to have a fun time over here. If any of this sounds interesting to you or you just want to come check me out, please head over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere they listen to podcasts and search for Autopsy of a Horror Movie. Also, be sure to find me on Instagram at Brucker Horror, where you get fun updates and some cool little posts that I do. Thanks for listening, and I hope that you get to enjoy the show, and I'll see you on Instagram. Bye. All right, so with skipping over 4K Spotlight with Through the Wall, we got our first te- i think they called it a teaser trailer didn't they it definitely felt like more of a teaser yeah even though whenever like someone calls it a teaser trailer i'm like but it's two minutes usually teaser trailers are only like a minute true but it's also like what did they really show us <laughs> that's fair <laughs> um but so we're, of course we're talking about the teaser trailer for doctor strange and the multiverse of madness which basically this trailer was the end credits scene uh to spoiler alert i really yeah i kind of like blew the spoiler yeah well at this point in time we're so we're using this one because it officially came out today right uh yesterday yesterday yeah so as of when we were recording this yeah so it came out on the 22nd yeah so i don't think it's much of a spoiler saying that it's the uh the end credit scene of, of No Way Home. Okay. Because it's just like, okay, it got officially released. Everyone who's going to see see it has seen it. 
at least this trailer. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I feel like No Way Home is past the, at least that spoiler. Okay. I think as long as we just keep from talking about anything else, <laughs> we're yeah, good. Got it. So, yeah, if you guys didn't see Spider-Man No Way Home, which if you didn't, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, it's only the biggest movie in the world right now. <laughs> Dude, seriously, if I didn't go and see it, um, I would have been spoiled uh, from it by TikTok. Are you serious? Dude, literally, the uh, I, I don't want, but there is like so many like key points of the movie that literally every every other video there someone filmed it and it's showcasing it. And someone even made a video. It's just like you do realize that you posting that shit like you like the FBI sees that shit that you post. Like you're gonna get in trouble for it. I hope you guys know that. I feel like the FBI has bigger problems. Okay, that's true. But like <laughs> like. You know how like some people say no good deed goes unpunished. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying you never know. This could come back to bite me in the ass. I freaking hope it does. <laughs> um, like I do not give two shits if the FBI comes and raids your mother's basement. Yeah, <laughs> I just found it funny that in the um, God, what is it? The ex- well, actually, I don't even know if this, that was in the extended cut. Or if it was just a deleted scene, but in, like, Ghostbusters, uh, the 2016 one, they make fun of, like, a guy that's, like, uh, filming them after, like, them capture, I think it's af- after they capture the, like, uh, concert ghost. And I think uh, Abby, Melissa McCarthy's character, is just like, oh, go back to your, to, your, to your mom, go back to your mother's basement. And he's just like, my mom's on vacation, thank you very much. So technically, it's my house this week. <laughs> or some shit like that. It wasn't funny, but... Uh anyway, getting <laughs> getting back to the actual damn trailer we're talking about. Uh so Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um Damn. Um do I hear evil Doctor Strange? Dude. I'm willing to bet that's the what if Doctor Dude, Strange. Yeah, everyone's just like, Oh my god, what if is actually becoming canon? Well they said it was. Oh they did? Yeah. Oh. They said that I mean it's what if is technically a multiversal story? Oh, okay, that's true. So they're just like in this universe, in this universe, and so yeah, I I feel like, like I feel like someone pointed out anything that has Marvel Studios attached to it is MCU canon. Okay. And so that's how they justified what if. Oh, this is just a multiverse thing, like. The what if is just like, oh, we can go and see what that would have happened because there are infinite numbers of universes. Okay, okay, yeah, that makes, okay, that makes more sense. So yeah, so that's why they're saying that the that Doctor Strange or the what if Doctor Strange is is canon, and they they did say that a lot of the 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 what if characters are going to be coming be that, in play. That honestly makes me happy because that episode of What If with Doctor Strange is still my favorite one. Really? Yeah, I love it. It just gets so freaking dark. And the way that when um he's literally pushed to the like breaking point and he's talking to the watcher because he actually knows who he is and that he's there and he's just like, "Come on, please, you got to help me fix this." And he's just like, "No, you're you're I got to make you suffer for how you broke reality." I don't I I don't feel it was the watcher making him suffer. I feel like it's just like the, the, you're suffering the consequences of your own actions. Like I took an oath to not interfere, and so that's what I think is is going no, on. Yeah, that's a good point. But 
Yeah, I freaking love that episode so much. Dude, such a good episode. Dude, I would love to see the Watcher take or come into this movie. Dude, but they still got to have Jeffrey Wright voice him. Oh, I'll absolutely. Have Jeffrey Wright actually play him. Like, come on. I wouldn't be upset about that at yeah. all. Um. But yeah, we got. Let's see. Like, I feel like we got a decent amount of story. So he, Doctor Strange, goes to meet Wanda some in some like vineyard looking thing. Yeah. Which is a little bit weird because she kind of went... Like, is that where she was at the end of WandaVision? I mean, she was in, like, a woodsy area. That's all I remember. Okay, so not quite, like, what we saw. Yeah. Unfortunately, but... Okay, so, yeah, she goes and, and like, gathers her because he needs help with the multiverse. Um... Apparently, he knows what the hell happened at Westview, <laughs> so kind of makes you think, hey, Sorcerer Supreme ain't doing his job. No. Oh, actually, he's... Nope. Um... <laughs> Close call right there. Um... Oh, shit. Gosh, I hope that didn't give it anything away, but... I doubt it. Okay. I apologize for those of you listening to this episode that haven't seen No Way Home yet. I almost let something slip, (laughs) but no, we're good. Are you shitting me? I thought I turned that bastard off. (laughs) It doesn't look like it's picking it up. I know. If if you have shitty quality, I'm filming in my sister-in-law's basement, and her AC just turned on, so... Sorry. Who the hell has an AC that loud? I'm just saying. Most everyone. No. At least the one in, in at my house in Georgia is. Apparently I don't notice my own AC. Sorry, guys. Well, your AC unit's probably outside. That is true, it is. Yeah, so that's probably why you don't hear it. Joy's living in an apartment. Yeah. Yeah, mine's built into the damn structure. Lucky you. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, right next to my bedroom, too. I mean, it's nice because, like, it's white noise, but... Okay, yeah. Still, For, I, I feel that would get annoying after a while, at least. True. Yeah, so Doctor Strange goes to collect Wanda, says that he needs help with the multiverse, and then it just kind of ignores her from then on. And then. Yeah, I was kind of like, <laughs> wait, what the hell? Yeah, and then it kind of. So Mordo's back from the first Doctor Strange. He's that hairdo. Dude, he looks so cool. <laughs> he does, I love it. <laughs> Um, Doctor Strange is rocking a more comic accurate robe, yeah. which looks really cool. I wasn't sure they'd be able to get that to look as crisp as it does, but it looks freaking dope. It does. Um, but I mean, come on, Benedict Cumberbatch can pull off like literally anything. So you're not wrong. <laughs> and yeah, so he goes. Goes into the multiverse or is traveling through the multiverse. You get to see a little bit of Wong. You get to see a little bit of America Chavez, which is pretty cool. Um, apparently, her power is punching through uh, universes. Well, that's cool. Right? So that's probably how she comes into play with, with Doctor Strange. I find it funny that Wong keeps switching between longer hair and then going back to buzz cut hair. Yeah. Can he just pick one? God damn it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, 
Let's see what else did we get in this. Oh, and apparently, so Mordo, it's it's so interesting listening to Mordo talk because because it, it sounds he's like he doesn't want to attack Strange, but he's going to. Yeah. Because he poses a threat to the multiverse and says that Strange is the biggest threat to the multiverse. And then, and then super reveal to what if Doctor Strange. Yeah, what does he say? Things have gotten very much out of hand, or something like that. And something like yeah, that. Yeah, and he gives like like an evil smile. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I hope we get to see his evil cape. I hope so too. That'd be so oh. cool. Yeah, other than that, not too much to report. I mean, there was a couple Marvel monsters that yeah. we saw. It's. I feel like the biggest point of this movie, um, spoiler, you, you know, just re- not really a spoiler alert, but um, kind of. So five, four, three, two, one. Definitely a huge plot of this movie is going to be Doctor Strange answering for what he did in Into the Spider Verse. Yes, and also, uh, damn it, I'm starting to think we should have put this at the end. <laughs> yeah, we should have. Oops. Well. All right, whatever. If you're listening past this point, like, whatever. Spoilers galore. S- spoiler spoilers alert. Spoilers from now on. Yeah, just about the this trailer and how it ties into the No Way Home movie. So if you listen past this point, it's your own damn fault. Um. No, what I was going to say, what was I going to say? <laughs> me every week, man. Oh, man. I just completely forgot what I was going to say because I went on and on about spoilers. Um, shit. Oh, okay. The, now I remember. It, it's, I think this is going to be really interesting because at the end when he cast the, that spell... He doesn't rem- or he won't remember that he cast that spell. That's true. That is. Dude, or like, wait, honestly, would like, he? I don't know. Like, be okay. Well, shit. that that is true. Because I mean, because you know, if you think about he when he was talking about having cast the spell before with Wong and Wong's, he's like, hey, you remember this whole big ass party that we had? And Wong's like, what? And he's just like, yeah, exactly. So Strange remembers that that party. So he would have remembered casting that spell. So may, maybe he remembered casting. So he that, remembers ma- the spell, but he doesn't remember Peter Parker slash Spider Man. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Thing to think about. Huh. And I think that just affected the writing score. So. Just kidding. Oh, I was like, <laughs> Hopefully they explain that, like what he remembers. I, I hope so. Um, I honestly, I feel considering Sam Raimi's directing this and how much he loves the Spider-Man, the, the character of Spider-Man, I'm sure he's going to make it make it work as to why Strange remembers the spell, but just not Spider-Man. Yeah. Um. Apparent, dude. The, I mean, this has been out like what two days, and I feel like the the rumors are already freaking flying in with this dude, one. They... Have you heard some of them? I haven't, but 
It doesn't surprise me that they're coming in super hot. Yeah, one of the big ones is they think that this is going to be the first um, time that we see Wade Wilson. That would be amazing. Right? Okay. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I'd be so down for that. Like in Deadpool and Doctor Strange 2. That'd be so dope. Yeah, so we're going to get, hopefully, an appearance from him. Apparently, Andrew and Spy- or and Toby are, aren't done donning the suits. So, so yeah, whether they tie that into something further down the line or tie it into Multiverse of Madness or whatever the hell they do with that one. So, that's going to be crazy interesting. That just the the idea of the multiverse and all that they can do with it is insane to me. Yeah, dude. Uh, dude after this movie, I I don't know. To me, like I loved I've loved Phase Four so far. I really have had no problems with it. But after No Way Home and introducing the multiverse, I feel there's like nowhere to go but up now. Yeah, which you can explore. I hope with opening up the multiverse. That this kind of opens Marvel up to doing more one-off movies. Or at least starting, like, doing, like, micro-trilogies. Or, not micro-trilogies, just trilogies. Like, hey, we have this character we want to do a story on. Here's his trilogy, or however many movies they want to make with that character. And then done. And just be like, that's the end of his story in this universe, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would love to see a trilogy with uh, Spider-Man 2099, like a live-action version of that. That'd be sick. That'd be super sick. Um, Just saying, with, like, other different dimensional characters. Can we get a trilogy of Spider-Ham? That would be cool. (laughs) I was also thinking maybe, like... Dude, what I think would be really cool is doing the the Mephisto, not Mephisto. What the hell is his name? The Maestro storyline. Yes. Like do an old man, an old man, uh, Hawkeye story with with Maestro as the villain. Dude, that would be that, sick. That would be dope. Oh, I'd absolutely be up for that. Yeah, that would. I feel like that would be a huge challenge for um, Mark Ruffalo to access his inner bad guy because I've never seen him play a bad guy or like a douchebag. Only time I can think of is, and now you see me, and he really wasn't that much of a douchebag. Not really. <laughs> That's all I got from Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, but dude, I feel like this movie. Is going to just set the president for the rest of the damn MCU. Yeah. At least moving forward. And I hope that they do right by it. And I hope that, like, with opening this up, because if you open up the multiverse, that opens you up to a ton more stories. And if you just are like, okay, we're like, I hope they don't open it just to close it. Yeah. But yeah. That's fair. Like, I want the multiverse to stay open. And then just travel, like, have, have us travel through. And then you don't have to worry about telling these big-ass overarching stories like we, the Infinity Saga. True. 
Like with that one, everything had to tie into everything. And if it didn't, people got pissed. And so multiverse, I feel, just opens you up so much more. Gives you so much more breathing room. Because then if someone's like, oh, this is a plot hole. Nope, different universe, bitch. Because <laughs> I would totally have the exact same reaction to a stranger. If I'm like, yeah, if I'm like sitting in the movie theater and they, they bring up that, I'm like, nope, <laughs> bitch. Hey, hell yeah. So I have I have real real high hopes for this movie, especially after No Way Home, which oh, I just have high hopes, especially that Sam Raimi's directing this. I'm just happy to see him directing another superhero film. Yeah, I will say I am a little bit concerned because, at least from how Spider Man Three turned out, it doesn't seem like he's great with ensemble, but hopefully he's getting a lot of like. Someone like hopefully Kevin Feige is pulling on the leash a little bit. I see. I I mean, because I've seen so many videos of what went wrong with Spider-Man Three, and um, I mean, I'm sure you already know that Sam Raimi never wanted to put Venom in there. He only wanted it to be Sandman and Harry's Goblin. Are you shitting me? Yeah. Oh, did you not know? That? I did not know that. Yeah. So Raimi never wanted to include Venom because he didn't. Uh, so. Raimi only wanted to use Spider-Man's villains that were introduced when he was kind of a younger kid. So, like, Green Goblin, Doc Ock, Sandman. Um, he actually even wanted to bring in Vulture, like, for, like, Spider-Man 4. But with Spider-Man 3, he only wanted to focus on Sandman and Harry's Goblin. But um, just because he didn't understand the character of Eddie Brock, didn't really know where he came from and all that. Because he would... He was mostly basing what he knew off of when Venom was first introduced. And from what I've heard, when Venom was first introduced, it was kind of like a hit and miss. He wasn't as good as he was today in the comics. That explains so much yeah, about right? that movie. Um, so basically, <laughs> uh, I don't know, Raimi kind of like not wrote his own, not wrote his own Eddie Brock, but kind of like what he understood of the character. And yeah, just Sony wouldn't budge with putting Venom in. So he had to. And that's why we got the venom that we did in Spider-Man Three. So, yeah. bummer. Yeah. So that's so disappointing. See, it's really not Raimi's fault. It's it's Sony. For, that's okay. For putting venom in. That's that's fair because the only part of Spider-Man Three that I didn't like was the venom aspect of it. Yeah, and that was never Raimi's intention. Yeah. So. Okay. Back you know what, Sam Raimi? Raimi? Yeah, I'm on board. I am absolutely on board. Yeah, uh, freaking A. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> Sam Raimi just accidentally got redeemed on this on this show. <laughs> there we go. Uh, all right, uh, score, excitement level, out of 10. I am at a solid 8 with this one. Like, I'm excited. It's MCU, kind of bumped me up a little bit higher. Um, especially after this movie or after no way home, um, definitely bumped me up a lot higher just cause I'm super excited to see what they do moving forward. Um, but again, we didn't get a whole lot of what the story is going to be, which is just kind of a staple for Marvel now. Yeah, you're not wrong. So hopefully, hopefully we get some more good, good content out of this. Yeah. Maybe get a couple bit more reviews. A couple more reveals. Like, I would love to see them 
confirm some of the what if characters. That'd be so cool. I would really appreciate that. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Uh, I am also sitting at Nate. Um, I'm honestly the biggest thing I'm excited about with this movie seeing Benedict Cumberbatch back is Doctor Strange because I freaking love that guy. He's an amazing actor and he was born for this role. Uh, and of course I'm excited to see Elizabeth Olsen back as uh, Scarlet Witch or Wanda, whatever yes. whatever you want to call her. Seeing them work together is going to be really cool. Yeah. So, and I'm actually really excited to see Mordo. Yeah, he didn't really get a lot to do in the first one. Um, he had a decent amount. I mean, um, he was kind of like the, the trainer to Doctor Strange. That's true. That's and true. then became like a sidekick to him in a way and then turned against magic in general yeah which is kind of really cool <laughs> no yeah it was um so yeah so very interested to see where they take his character and then i'm always excited to see wong freaking love the guy oh my gosh wong's great he is um, like i feel like wong is like the new agent colson he, yes that is a perfect <laughs> comparison <laughs> yeah, that that is perfect. Um, so yeah, eight as well. Uh, well, that's it for we got. God, wow, that is it for what we've got with through the wall. Uh, what do you say we move on to our headliner? I say let's do it. Headliner. We'll be breaking down the second, uh, I think, yeah, second highest. God, wow. The second biggest box office opening of all time. It was third for like two days, but then it turns out that it actually beat Infinity War. No shit. Yeah, 260 million. Oh, damn. Yeah, so this is just behind Avengers Endgame for the highest uh, box office opening of all time. That is insane. Yeah. So, if you couldn't guess, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, that is what we'll be breaking down on this week's headliner. Um, Caleb, would you like to tell the good old folks on this interweb how we break down a movie? Hell yeah. Alright, if you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros and Crash and Taz movie seller, even though Vic is not here to join us, his scores will count for like his like his scores will count for the movie. But I, I guess this appearance doesn't really or won't technically count. Yeah. So he's so him and uh, DJ might actually be one episode ahead of him after all this. Oh shit! It's getting <laughs> intense. Yeah, we'll have some some clips and and whatnot of Vic, hopefully, giving his um his opinions on the movie, and we'll throw him in randomly. So, yeah. So anyway, the eight different categories that we are going to score today are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then give it our own personal grade at the very end. 
all of that magic gets added up together, and we get a letter grade at the very end. And that will be our All Bros, Crash and Taz uh, official score for this movie. Um, big ol' fat spoiler alert for this episode. Um, if you've seriously, if you haven't seen it yet, guys, considering it's been now, God, what, like almost two weeks now? Well, when this episode releases, and if and if you and you've been able to avoid spoilers for this long, God speed to you, because oh my God, I don't know how you've done it. Yeah, no shit. Um, no, what well, the spoiler I was talking about. Vic decided to give this movie 100s across the board. He's a little bitch. (laughs) Look, Vic, I get it. This movie's great. Spoiler alert. Um, But come on, man. You're supposed to be a critic here. You gotta critique it a little bit. (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking, too. Okay, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, you can't do that. But apparently we can't convince him otherwise, so that's why we're here. <laughs> we're here to tear this movie down. Vic is a little Spider-Man biased, I'm not going to lie. I know, freaking Spidey whore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a Hawkeye whore, and even I'll admit I have some problems with the Hawkeye series. That's, that's, I'll give you that. And I'm not completely guilt-free. <laughs> I'm a bit of a whole core. <laughs> But like, uh, no but, shame. Yeah. No shame. But even you'll admit that you are not a fan of what they've done with to him in the MCU. I freaking hate what they've done to him in the they MCU. Better. Don't get me started on that, dude. Another another, another episode. When She-Hulk comes out, I'm sure we'll hear Caleb's thoughts on how they handle Hulk in that one. They better... Oh, I almost said a real bad word. Fix him. <laughs> Damn it, we were so close. Dude, one of these days I'm going to slip. So close to hearing Caleb say the F word. <laughs> so close. Alright, anyway. If you have not seen Spider-Man No Way Home and have chosen to listen to past this point, um, we are about to spoil the entire freaking movie for you. So if the internet hasn't done it for us, or for you... Um, go on TikTok, because it, it will do it for you. Yeah, that will do it too. Go on Instagram, go on... Freaking Facebook for all I care. You'll you'll find spoilers anywhere now, so I don't think it's going to be much of a surprise when ours comes out and you're like, "Ew, spoilers!" I find it funny that literally YouTube, it's hard to find like any l- release clips actually because they're freaking getting, good. Yeah, but yet on TikTok, <laughs> I feel like I could watch the whole damn movie. Dude, you probably could with all the clips I've seen. Yeah, like right, like I've seen clips of the the fight between. Doctor Strange and Spidey. I've seen clips of like the main reveal. Yeah, like uh, all of the freaking main reveals. Too many clips of that main reveal. Like, don't get. I love seeing it still, but I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> like we get it. The next time I wanted to see it again was in theaters. I didn't want to see it on a damn small screen. Yeah. So anyway, Rose is about to read the entire synopsis for this movie. Um. So, like we said, spoiler alert, you should have kind of figured that out from this episode title. (laughs) All right. So, after Quentin Beck frames Peter Parker for murder and reveals his identity as Spider-Man, Parker, his girlfriend MJ, best friend Ned Leeds, and Aunt May are interrogated by the Department of Damage Control. 
Lawyer Matt Murdock gets Parker's charges dropped, but the group grapple with negative publicity. After Parker, MJ, and Ned's MIT applications are rejected, Parker goes to the Sanctum Santor... Sanctorum. Sanctorum, thank you. To ask Stephen Strange for help. Strange suggests to suggests a spell that would make people forget Parker is Spider-Man. Parker repeatedly requests alterations to let his loved ones retain their memories, which corrupts the spell, but Strange contains it and makes Parker leave. Parker goes to convince an MIT administrator to reconsider MJ and Ned's applications, but is suddenly attacked by Otto Octavius. Octavius rips Parker's nanotechnology from his iron spider suit, which bonds with his God. Mechanical tentacles and allows Parker to disable them. As Norman Osborn arrives and attacks, Strange teleports Parker back to the Sanctorum and locks Octavius in a cell next to Kirk Connors. Strange explains that the corrupted spell summoned people from other universes who know Spider-Man's identity and orders Parker, MJ, and Ned to find and capture them. As Parker captures Max Dillon and Flint Marco, Osborn reclaims control of him of himself from his split Green Goblin personality. He goes to a feast building where May conf- comforts him before Parker retrieves him. While discussing their battles with Spider-Man, Osborn, Octavius, and Dillon realize that they were pulled from their universes just before their deaths. Strange prepares a spell that will send the villains back to their respective universes, but Parker argues that they should first cure the villains' powers and insanity to prevent their deaths upon their return. Parker steals the box spell, traps Strange in the mirror dimension, and, with May, takes the villains to Happy Hogan's apartment. He successfully cures Octavius with Stark Industries technology, but Osborn's goblin persona takes control and convinces the uncured villains to betray Parker. As Dylan, Marco, and Connors escape, Osborn fatally injures May, who tells Parker that with great power, there must also come great responsibility before dying. Ned discovers he can create portals using Strange's sling ring, which he and MJ use to try to locate Parker. They find Peter 2 and Peter 3, alternate versions of Parker who were summoned by Strange's spell. Ned and MJ find Parker uh, and comfort him while the other Parkers share stories of losing loved ones. They encourage Parker to fight in May's honor. The three Parkers develop cures for the villains and lure Dylan, Marco, and Connors to the Statue of Liberty, where Peter II and Parker cure Marco and Connors. Octavius arrives to help and cures Dylan. Ned frees Strange from the mirror dimension, but Osborn arrives and destroys the box spell, breaking the barriers separating universes. While Strange tries to maintain the barrier, an enraged Parker attempts to kill Osborn, but Peter II stops him. Peter III and Parker inject Osborn with his cure, restoring his sanity. Parker realizes the only way to protect the multiverse is to erase himself from everyone's memory and requests that Strange do so, promising MJ and Ned that he will find them again. The spell is cast, returning everyone to their respective respective universes, including Eddie Brock, who leaves behind a piece of the Venom symbiote, and wiping everyone's memory of Parker in his universe. Two weeks later, Parker visits MJ and Ned to to reintroduce himself, but decides against it. While mourning at May's grave, he has a conversation with Hogan and is inspired to carry on, making a new suit and resuming superheroics. Hells yes. Oh my gosh! This was such a good movie. 
It was. And even though it honestly felt like so much, unfortunately, had gotten spoiled, um, they, they, they still surprised me. Um, honestly, I... When, uh, I know, like, everyone's just like, oh, yeah, the, uh, Toby and Andrew are definitely going to be there. They're, like, on the cast list. Behind-the-scenes stuff is leaked and everything. In my mind, I'm just like, Sony's just effing with us. They're, they're, I just have a feeling that they're, they're not <laughs> like They any. have to be. Like, that is too, like, it, it's like that saying, like, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I'm just like, I, I have a feeling that Sony is, is still effing with us and just... Yeah, when Ned first does that spell, and he's just like, I wish we could find Peter. And you see that, uh, you see one Spider-Man in the alleyway, and he starts running. And I'm like, no, they're not actually, they're not doing it, are they? And he just, I'm like, oh my god, they actually freaking did it. And then freaking to top, there's Andrew, and then to top it all off, a couple minutes later, in comes Toby. I'm like, oh my god, Sony, you actually freaking did it. You actually freaking did it. Wow. Oh my gosh. Dude, that was so good. That was such a good freaking reveal. I will say, I was also very hesitant about believing the whole Toby Andrew thing. Like, I had, I was like 80% sure, but that 20% of me was like really loud in my brain. <laughs> Where I was just like, no, I, I like, like you, too good to be true. And so when they open the portal and you see like a Spider-Man in the distance... I thought it was, um, I thought it was going to be Tom, and I was just like, okay, like this is a pretty interesting way for them to get him. And then he like turned and like looked forward. I'm like, that's not his eyes. <laughs> I like flipped out. I'm like, ah. And so he like comes jumping in, and yeah, I lost my mind. And what was funny is I don't know how it was in your theater. But people didn't start freaking out until like he took off his mask. I'm like, do you guys not realize that that's Andrew's suit? Like, I'm not the kind of person that usually like freaks out. Like, well, there was a big old rumor going around that if because like other than the Andrew and Toby being in it, yeah. that it was just going to be Tom in their suits. Oh, that'd be dumb. Yeah, I'm like glad they oh, didn't do that. Yeah, right. That would have been so dumb. But yeah, it, they they said that like that was a big one going around that they're like, oh, it's probably just gonna be Tom in all like in the different suits. And so yeah, that's why when they took off the mask, like everyone freaked out because they're like, okay, there's no way that that's not. <laughs> yeah. I'll admit, don't I loved uh, Toby's entrance and everything, but I feel Andrews was the best for when uh, MJ asked him to like prove that he's spider-man and he does so he like puts his hand up to the ceiling and you know like he's hanging from it and she's just like crawl around he's like crawl around she's like yeah it's not good enough he's like this this is plenty <laughs> i'm like the suit's kind of a dead giveaway yeah right yeah <laughs> like it's the same color scheme and everything like come on cut the guy some slack um i will say i do wish that like i i i'm I'm f totally fine with uh with Toby's reveal not being in his suit, but where I feel like they should have put him in his suit was when they did the reveal on the the water tower. Absolutely agree. Because it looked super weird seeing like Andrew in his mask and then seeing Toby's outline with ears. 
Yeah, honestly, it just would have made sense for how much, how emotional of a scene it is for them, like, talking about, like, the losses that they had, um, to, um, Pete, I'm sorry, he's Peter One, right? Tom Holland? Yes. Yeah. Um, that, that's gonna get so confusing. Um, but honestly, yeah, it would I feel it would have made the scene just, like, a little better. It was, it was a great scene, but it just would have made it more impactful if all three of them were in their Spider-Man suits. Yeah. So that's that's actually why I docked it a little bit. I'm like, I feel like story wise, like yes, it would have been way more impactful had we seen him in the suit when he was talking to to Peter. Yeah. Like if they wanted to do like another change back later, to, like where he's back in normal clothes at the lab or whatever, like fine, do that. But it, I thought it was just kind of interesting. Like Tom was in his suit. Andrew was in his. Like, why wasn't Toby? Yeah, I agree. Like, honestly, like, at one point, I'm just like, okay, is he even going to be in the costume? But I then, know. I was yeah. super concerned about that. I'm like, there's no way. That would be so dumb. Like, like, there's no way they can't, they, they can't not put him in his suit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then thankfully, Andrew's just like, oh, do you have a suit? And then he, like, kind of, like, pulls down a shirt. And I'm like, okay, phew. Yeah. I, I got super worried. I'm like, there's... Oh, come on. <laughs> like, how do you not put the OG Spider-Man in his amazing classic so- costume? Oh, my gosh. That was... His costume still freaking holds up, man. It, oh, it's, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, I'm trying... Like, other, like other, so... Maybe we should talk about some of the villains. <laughs> yeah. It's all been about Spider-Man. That is very true. <laughs> um... Yeah, another reason why I docked it, and it wasn't really like a big dock for me, at least. Um, they just had—I feel they had a hard time bringing in some of like the other villains. The big ones for sure were Doc Ock, Green Goblin, and Sandman, and then they just kind of sidelined Electro and Lizard. I feel kind of Sandman and Electro kind of got about the same. Electro, to me at least, kind of got like a little more. Uh, okay. The Lizard, yeah, was absolutely silent. I felt bad for Kirk Connors. Yeah. Freaking, yeah, literally, I, I feel, and, you know, it's understandable because I, I don't know if anyone, and I uh, told Caleb this a couple days ago, that for uh, Sandman and Lizard, um, Thomas Hayden Church, and I forget the guy that plays the Lizard in The Amazing Spider-Man, uh, there were con- uh, scheduling conflicts, so they weren't actually able to come back. Literally, all that we see is like actually like reused footage, especially from San- with Sandman. All of that that is used is from Spider-Man Three. They, which you know, kudos to them because I didn't, I didn't even notice until someone pointed it out. Um, so literally, there's a scene where uh, they go to Happy Hogan's apartment and. Uh, I think Peter uh, asks, like, oh, where's uh, where's Kurt? Or where's the lizard? And uh, Aunt May's just like, oh, he decided to uh, stay in the truck. And I'm just like, okay, well, that's kind of just like a... A little bit of a cop-out. Yeah. Like, like hey, we... we just don't want to animate him for a while. <laughs> Which, you know, I get it. The Sandman, I get it. Sandman is a lot easier to animate than the lizard. But, like, come on. Yeah, I mean, it worked out story-wise. Like, I think that was just one of the big ones. Just like, okay, why did he stay in the fan? Like, this just seems odd. To kind just to go through all that trouble and then just stay in the van. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, wait, no, I'll say that for costume. I'm sorry. No, um, you're good. Um, I will fully admit when Toby's. I'm 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 just gonna call them by their like. Their, that's like, that's the way you have to do yeah, it. You can't do Spider Man <laughs> One, Spider Man Two, and Spider Man Three. It's it's or Peter One, Peter Two, and Peter Three. Yeah, it just kind of gets super confusing yeah. after a while. So when Toby's, uh, when Toby and freaking Otto meet again, and like Otto's just like, oh, it's it's, it's good to see you, dear boy. Dude, I freaking started like tearing up. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh, Such- dude, I. Th- I this kind of goes into writing, but this was like just. A tiny, like, just a little nugget that I wish we would have gotten that would have just been, like, cherry on top is if he would have thrown in the, like, brilliant but lazy line. I'm like, ah! Like, I was I was waiting for it and didn't get it. I'm yeah. like, ah! <laughs> I mean, at least we got the trying to do better. At least we got that. Yeah, or the, I love the, the power of the sun in the palm of my hand line. Well, doesn't Peter say the in the palm of your hand? Yeah, okay. he he like is holding it, and he says the the power of the sun, and then yeah, okay, and then Toby comes in and is like in the palm of your hand, and I'm like, ah! <laughs> so good, yeah, dude. But what I really appreciate about this, and it as a, as a whole, like with this movie, I feel like they did a really good job at tying in everything like they didn't just tie in um toby's stories or all like they didn't only focus on tying up tom's story they also kind of gave us a little tie up for toby and andrew which was brilliant for andrew like god this movie like freaking redeemed him from the amazing spider-man 2 I mean, he was great in that one, but just yeah, like the like talk that he gets to have when they're all talking, um, or when Pete, uh, T- Tom is first introduced to Toby and Andrew, and he's like talking about like how after he tried to save Gwen, but she died, and he's just like, I started pulling my punches, I got bitter. I, I no, he said he stopped pulling his what, punches. Yeah, I'm sorry, he stopped pulling his punches. He got bitter, and he's like, and I don't want to see you go down that road, and. Oh god. The emotional scenes from freaking Andrew were just amazing and let alone he finally gets a chance to redeem himself uh with uh, saving uh Tom's MJ. Oh my gosh, dude. I, like when he started like tearing up, I was just like you did it, man. You did it. <laughs> and I love the t- he did, like he straight up went for a dive. He didn't try to shoot his web saver. He like he learned, Yeah, he's he just like, "Nope. <laughs> Learn my one. lesson." Yep. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I thought that was so good. Um I love <laughs> Um Yeah, seeing him get that redemption and then Toby too. Like with Toby, he like I feel like he unintentionally Like the one of the big staples for Spider Man in general is Spider Man doesn't kill, and he will do anything and everything he can to avoid killing. And I feel like with this, it 
with this story, it very much kind of redeemed that. Like with with Green Goblin. Green Goblin technically killed himself, but Toby jumped out of the way. Like I feel like Spider like the the Peter Parker on the page would have like spun around and like redirected the the glider to like go out of the way. I don't think he would have let it hit Goblin in the first place. No, that's that's very true. And then same thing with like Doc Ock. I think he would have like set something up for Doc Ock to 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 like live. And Tom, he did like a really good job about that. Like he I mean, technically the only person on Tom's kill count is is Mysterio. And yeah. even that's like a t- a super technicality. Yeah, it's cuz freaking freaking guy is just like, "Hey, you know what? Considering most of these uh guys go back to literally die fighting Spider-Man, maybe we can try to help them to where they don't die." Yeah, like what I liked was with Green Goblin, he was someone that that went insane. And so they helped cure him, but it was just seeing the hurt that he caused Peter or caused Tom. Oh my god, dude. Which oh my gosh, that was just another emotional scene. I was tearing like when May died. Oh my gosh. I thought dude, I thought she was fine. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my gosh, like like oh thank goodness like i felt like that could have been way worse and then she died they played that off a little too well (laughs) they played that off so freaking well dude (laughs) like i was afraid i'm like oh no oh no and then she like like he helped her up and she's just like kind of very like energetic i'm like oh good Like, honestly, I felt like they didn't even, like, leave room to freaking, like, start tearing up. Well, they, I mean, they did, but it's just, like, for the whole point, you're just like, okay, yeah, you know, like, this is a really emotional moment. But from the looks of it, it doesn't look like uh, Aunt May is going to die. She, you know, she just needs medical attention. So you're just like, okay, you know what? With the uh, great power comes great responsibility. That was greatly said, you know, tearing up from that. You know, I'm really sad that Aunt May's hurt, but it seems like she's going to be okay. And then out of the blue, oh, she died. I'm like. I know you're not, you're not that, giving me a chance to like fully get my emotions out here from jumping into the next scene, dude. That one, it just it stung. It stung so bad. <laughs> and the fact that it's Green Goblin just makes it that much more emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that oh, that made it so much worse. But all the other villains, like I loved their their redemption, like. And I love that they didn't like make anyone like t- out to be too villainous. Like they kept their their evil level the the same. Yeah. Like with Green Goblin, he was insane. The Goblin persona took over. Doc Ock, he was being controlled by his his arms. Um, Electro, he was someone that didn't have any power that suddenly had a lot of it, and kind of like grew to love and crave that power. Yeah, which makes absolute sense. Yeah, like, perfect character moment. Yeah. Lizard, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Sandman, he was like, he was on 
Spidey's side for most of it, and he was will. I f- he I feel like he was willing to be cured. He was, but it, I I mean, what kind of um turns the Sandman kind of down the wrong path? He's just like, wait, this isn't my Peter. This isn't my universe. All I want to do is go home. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to do that. Yeah, and the, like I feel like th- a really good turning point. Like Sandman has this goal in mind, and it's to help his daughter, and when Peter kind of threatens to send them back to their universes where they are going to die, which I don't think Sandman was going to die. Like Sandman was, yeah, he lived. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. I'm like, you're not a, one of the ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> um, which that kind of irked. Sorry, really. I, that kind of always uh, irked me about because uh, they fix it in the movie. They uh, like Doctor Strange is like uh, most of them die fighting Spider-Man, but then the trailer, they uh they include the line where Doc Ock says you're flying out into the uh, abyss to fight. In the movie, he says a ghost, but in referring to Norman. But in the uh, trailer, it's ghosts. And then Strange is like, they all die fighting Spider Man. Like, they don't. Con neither Connors or uh uh Flint Marco died fighting Spider Man. Mm-hmm. The rest, the other uh three did, but those two are fine. So. That always kind of irked me about the final trailer, but you know they, they fixed it in the movie, so it's fine. Dude, so were were Ock and Goblin the only casualties? Well, te- and then technically Electro. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, it was just those three. Yeah, because Lizard lived. Yep. He got sent to to Blackgate. Then. What does happen to Flint at the end of? The- and the, then Flint, he just kind of like. It's after Harry dies. I think he's just like, um, like kind of says, "Sorry, I'm just here to save my daughter," and then phew, yeah, drifts did, off. Yeah. So yeah, he didn't die. So I te- I guess technically it's like you just a couple ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, but I I loved everything that they did. Like the tie-in, like even though it was just such a small nod to Matt Murdock. And being Daredevil, like, I loved his line where he's just like, yeah, you're going to need to do this, this, and this. You're probably going to need to move or at least find somewhere else to stay because people know where you are where you live now. And then a brick comes flying through and he freaking catches it. And then they're just like, everyone's just wide-eyed and like, how'd you do that? And he's like, I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> uh, I'm so like, you're damn right you are, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so good, so good. Uh, like the story was just perfection. It did have its its issues, not any that I feel are like going to dock it a ton. No, it beat the trope. Even though the Amazing Spider-Man never got a third movie, that they add too much to the third Spider-Man movie, and it never all completely works. And there is very little in this movie that does not work very very little it, it all basically goes off without a hitch and it's incredible that they were able to make this work this movie work so close to flawlessly yeah so we gave the story overall me rose and vic we collectively gave it a 97 and 
out of like all the things that we've talked about that we're like, okay, this could have been done better. This could have been done better. Like just because like they could have been done a little bit better didn't mean they were bad. Yeah. Um so they weren't worth docking for. The one thing that I docked for was actually an end credit scene and this is was brought up to me by DJ. So DJ, this is for you. Why the hell was there a little piece of venom that stayed? <laughs> you got sent back to your universe with magic. <laughs> They probably had to work in uh, how, uh, I guess, how the symbiote comes to be the symbiote suit. That is total horseshit. <laughs> that is complete and utter horseshit. I agree. I absolutely agree. That's the only thing I can think of. There is like, well, we got to put the symbiote in the next Spider-Man movie. So, bam, that's how he gets it. You know what I would have much preferred? Hmm. They what they needed to do instead of that. Was have Venom keep himself from going into the like going back? That would have been awesome. Like have have like Eddie have some sort of like weird convulsion that like protects that protects him from the the crazy magic stuff that's happening, and, and then keep Venom in the universe, and then have Eddie be like, "I gotta go," and then run off, and then the tiny little drip of Venom. Oh, so much better. Yeah, like, why'd you have to get rid of of, of Eddie Brock? Like, that's such bullshit. Like, you already have him in a universe with the Daily Bugle. Yeah, that's true. Like, serious. Like, just think about that a little bit longer. Like, what? It's magic. <laughs> You think Doctor Strange's spell is going to be like, oops, we missed that little piece right there. No. (laughs) It's magic, you dumb shits. (laughs) But yeah, DJ wanted me to address that, and I told him that was my biggest problem with the movie (laughs) immediately off the bat. I love it. Yeah. um, Other than that, I don't have too much else to say about the story. What about you? No, no. Chef's kiss. Damn straight. I think it definitely deserves that 97. Hell yeah. Alright, moving on over to writing. We ended up giving this a 98, so one point higher than the uh, than the story. I one of the best things that this movie does, and I would I mean, I feel I was never like as much of a hater as everybody else was with how uh this Spider-Man always felt like Iron Boy Jr. Um, yes. Literally everything that Spider-Man had came from Iron Man, from Tony Stark. This movie at the end fixes that to where, because everyone forgets who Peter Parker is, he literally has to start from the bottom and, you know, create his own suit. Um, it, I think, like, he had, like, a pamphlet for, like, a GED. Yep. Um so literally this, this because is, technically he doesn't exist yeah so <laughs> so yeah this, this is this is peter parker really showcasing uh you know why he's earned the mantle of spider-man and how freaking smart the guy is because i feel they haven't i'm they've been able to touch upon it in the mcu but i i feel going on now we are truly going to be able to see how incredible of a character peter parker is and i feel the last uh 10 minutes really um showcase what's in store um 
honestly just the emotional uh, aspects of the last 10 minutes where he decides that he's he's actually not going to tell MJ and Ned who he is, which mm, that hurt. Yeah. And do when he put that uh, Darth Sidious Lego figure on the uh, oh. desk, I'm like, oh, dude. Uh, right in the gut. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, Peter, you bitch. <laughs> uh, dude, th- that was my my biggest praise to this movie. This fixed every issue that I had with MCU Spider-Man. Same here. Bringing him back to his freaking roots of not having a shit ton of money because he's always had Tony Stark assets or resources. Like he freaking like the whole the damn machine that they used to to fix all the villains. I'm like, that's just super convenient. Yeah. <laughs> like this machine can make anything. <laughs> Like, come on. Like, why? Like, you might as well have just been like, oh, we need to cure these villains. Open this box. Oh, look, here's conveniently all the cures we need. What do you know? (laughs) Dude, that pissed me off so bad. I'm just like, freaking Dave's mocking a box. Speaking of cures, when it's all three uh, Spideys in. it's like uh was it tom's high school uh lab lab science lab and i i did not think that they were actually going to touch upon it but they actually make the joke of how toby's webbing just comes out of him because <laughs> he he uh they're like because tom's like talking about his web his web cartridges and uh toby's just like wait wh- wait what is that and he's like oh that's that's how my webbing comes out and he freaking shoots a web to uh, like a beaker or something, and that's just like, oh my god, that came out of you. And he's like, yeah, you can't do that, can you? <laughs> and freaking Andrew is just freaking admiring. <laughs> I know, dude. Andrew was just a gem. <laughs> <laughs> like he was just geeking out so hard, and oh. like everything like he he was like he was perfection like it just kind of like spider-man needs to be funny and he nailed funny because i love that he even brings that up again like towards when uh, when it's the final fight he's just like so you make all the webbing inside your body and he's just like and toby's just like you know i don't really want to talk to <laughs> oh my gosh so good it, uh... Yeah, it, like all the little, all these little things that I feel like you could easily just like think over. Like, oh, that was just kind of like a weird dialogue, but everything kind of had its its meaning. Yeah, absolutely. Which is so nice. Um, hell, I really liked how um, during the fight with Doctor Strange, he was able to basically beat Doctor Strange using math and got him all tied up and like I want to know what the hell Peter's plan was yeah, <laughs> for getting him out in case he didn't. Dude, no kidding. Yeah, like seriously, if Ned wouldn't have been able to uh, summon him through that portal, yeah, what, yeah, what, what was going to be Peter's plan? Did Ned summon him? I thought I thought Strange did it himself. Because he came through it and then closed it. 
and and Ned, <laughs> Ned was having struggles with that part. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's how long. Yeah, so love that. I loved all the freaking dialogue. My favorite bit of dialogue was when they were kind of struggling to kind of get their um get the team going and they were like sitting there and they're like okay like we haven't been part of a team like this is all new to us and he, and Tom's like I don't want to brag <laughs> but I was part of the Avengers and so Tom's just like the Avengers what is that <laughs> and he's like you guys you don't have the Avengers <laughs> Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and he's just like, nope. Freaking Andrew then chimes in. He's like, is that, is that a band? Are you in a band? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. That was just comedic gold. <laughs> and then he, like, just the way that he's going on about it. No, it's like, like it was just a team, and he's just like, how is this helping? <laughs> that leads, though, to the... That, oh. One of the probably best shots I feel in cinematic history. Incl- like I feel this matches up with the Avengers Assemble scene from Endgame, when you Ooh. see all three Spideys jumping off of uh, like the highest like um, whatever the hell it's called, um, the highest part of this like building structure, and them actually like helping each other swing together, and then they land in order of who like it's Toby first, then Andrew. And then Tom. Tom front and center. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So, for, oh. <laughs> and even the I, I forget what track is playing during it, but even the track just gets you freaking hyped. Do you know what that track is? No, what is it? It is so someone went through and composed a perfect mixture of all three of their theme songs. That's why. That's exactly why you got as hyped as you did. I can die. Yeah, and we will discuss that come music time. <laughs> but, yeah, so writing is sitting up at a 98. I think all the comedic beats hit. Very, very little wasted dialogue. The only dialogue that I didn't like was with Flash. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's why I'm just like, eh, whatever, with Flash. But, I mean, everything else, like, pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we're sitting at a ninety-eight there. Um, unsurprising, Vic gave it a uh, a hundred. Shocker! <laughs> Big old shocker. It was not in this movie, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, moving on over to acting. We are sitting at a ninety-six point three. Not bad. Yeah, I think the the definite high notes for this one. Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Oh, so good. Um, next, I'd probably give it to Zendaya, who played MJ. Yeah, I would. Yeah, she she. This isn't my top three, because she does not reach my top three. Oh. I did not. I, I docked because of Zendaya. What is with you and your hatred towards Zendaya? Dude, I have no idea. I feel like such an asshole every time I talk about you her. You honestly shouldn't, because my buddy JC feels the same way. Does he know why? Can he explain it? I don't think he can either. Jeez, we need to get him on and just talk about Zendaya for like have that be like a little side episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, then I'd say Zendaya was like the number two of this movie. 
Then Jacob Badalone, who played Ned. Um, I would actually put some people higher than Ned. Really? I would put actually Willem Dafoe. Okay. Like I'll um, give you that. I I honestly expected uh, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock to have a lot more to do than Green Goblin. I feel Willem Dafoe got the most to do coming back as as a villain in this movie and. Oh my god, he didn't miss a beat coming back as Green Goblin. Not even a little bit. He was he was just as incredible as Norman Osborn as he was in the original Spider Man. I would say he was better. Yeah, I would too. Because <laughs> oh my god, when uh, literally um, towards the end when Tom's just like, you know what, I'll kill kill you myself. He's like, Atta boy. I know. I was just oh like, oh. <laughs> um. There was a lot of screaming going on in this movie <laughs> for me. <laughs> there was. Um, yeah, there so was going through screaming because I'm weird about unless like I'm seeing it with like like a buddy like with you or like someone else that like gets like gets as hyped as I do with these movies. I don't want to be like screaming out loud and, like someone uh, next to me be like, "What the hell?" Yeah, I'm weird like that. Um. Yeah. So like the three. I, of the like, what I would consider main cast, what I would say was Tom Zendaya and and Jacob. Okay. Side cast, I would put Doctor Strange, Marissa Tomei, and John Favreau. And then like the antagonist cast, okay. like I feel like I had to separate them. Like there's no way that I could do them all together. But the villain cast was just, Mwah. yeah. I will fully say I liked uh, Jamie Foxx's Electro way better in this one than Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. He, mm. I love how they address that he, like, looks normal. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, weren't you, like, bald? <laughs> um, yeah, so let's see. going through the villains, we have probably in order of most important to least important, we got Willem Dafoe. And Alfred Molina at the the tip top. Then Jamie Foxx and Thomas Hayden Church, like in the second, and then Lizard. <laughs> or Kurt Connors. Yeah, I, I forget what the the actor's name is. And I do too. I feel bad. Yeah. But anyway, um, all right, top three. Oh, and then of course we need to include Toby and and Andrew in this. I I would put them in like the secondary cast with like Marissa Tomei and and uh, That's John. That's fair. Um, it's like really hard. Right. Number one, I I would definitely give it to Tom Holland. This is the best he's been as Spider Man. Uh, his emotional scenes were oh my god, incredible. So so good. Um. Number two, I'd probably give to Willem Dafoe. He was, like Caleb said, he was probably he was he was even better as Green Goblin coming back uh, than he was in. Uh, he was just more menacing. Yeah, and, mm, so good, so good. Uh, and then, honestly, number three, I'd actually probably give to Andrew Garfield. <laughs> I lo- his. 
him coming back as Spider-Man, he didn't miss a beat. He was just as incredible as I remember him being. And this movie just made me realize how much I hate that he did not get three Spider-Man movies. Makes me sad. Makes me real sad. I'm actually exactly the same as you, except I'm going to flip Willem Dafoe and Tom Holland. Okay. I, I Tom or Willem Dafoe is at the top for me. I every second he was on screen, I was like just terrified of the dude. Like so he was how in, great of an actor he is, dude. He's so good. Like when when um when Tom got the call that there was one of the multiverse people at feast with May, and he comes like pounding in, and you see freaking. Norman Osborn with with May, I was I flipped. I'm like, oh shit. Like it's about to go down. <laughs> and then it like ended up being fine. And I'm like I I was so relieved. I was just <laughs> like, that could have gone south so fast. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, luckily it didn't. Because yeah, I would have lost my mind. <laughs> but yeah, and like every single second he was on screen, I was, I'm just like, shit's going down. Like, um, towards the ending, um, and I don't know if you like saw it in like uh, Toby's face when uh, Goblin like comes flying down, um, and he says, uh, "Can the Spider Man come out to play?" You can tell Toby's <laughs> just like, "Oh my god, I recognize that line. I know that voice." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, exactly. <laughs> yeah, his facial expression in that scene was on point. Like it was like all the blood just drained from his face. <laughs> Dude, Willem Dafoe is just such a an amazing actor. I know. Um, he said in an interview that uh, when they approached him about it, he's just like, "Okay, I'll come back, but I'm not gonna be. It's just not just gonna be a cameo. I want to my vil- I want Green Goblin to be a huge presence." In this movie, dude, and if I was John, agree. if I was John Watts, I'd be like, "Are you serious?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> done. <laughs> right, she's like, "I'll just scrap the other the other four villains if you just want to be the villain." <laughs> I know, dude. Like, <laughs> no, just, I would want Alfred Molino to come back as Doc Ock. Yeah, dude, just that, just oh my gosh, like I couldn't even imagine the possibilities if. Just having hurt, like just imagine. I'm like I'm assuming at John Watts is a fan because like this seemed too perfect of a movie for it to not be made by a fan. Yeah, at least it feels that way to me. No, absolutely agree. For him to go into this movie without a script, and he's just like, "Okay, I have an idea. I want to bring in." past spider-man and their villains and going through and getting like an an agreements from all these other people like hey would you would you come back to do this and i'm assuming he got the okays from like thomas hayden church and and all of that and they're just like yeah but scheduling conflict okay we'll work around it and then like just going on through the list and then getting to the point, like I feel like he was just tr- like struggling, like okay, who's going to be the 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 main villain in this? Like 
we're going to have all these multiversal threats coming through. And then Willem Dafoe saying, like, yeah, as long as I'm, like, the main bad guy, <laughs> I would I'd be like, yeah. You can have like, whatever you want, Mr. Dafoe. Yeah, mm-hmm. Because <laughs> honestly, like, I feel the trailers really uh, hyped up that Doc Ock was going to be the main villain. Yeah. And I did really appreciate that he wasn't. Uh, yeah, I, I did too. Because it's just like... Green Goblin, he died a villain. Doc Ock didn't. No, he... He died a hero. Yeah, he, in, in he his died own sense. Otto Octavius. Yeah, and so just seeing him get that redemption was so it was just lovely to see absolutely and Alfred Molina just pulled it off so well did they did they do did they CGI his face at all yeah they did some de-aging yeah okay obviously that's going to go into effects but I was going to say he looks great I mean, the interviews I've seen of him, he looks amazing. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah, they, because um, he actually brought that up with them. There, he's just like, "Well, I still want to look like the exact same way I looked in Spider-Man 2. And they're just like, "Oh yeah, you remember how we made a, uh, um, oh my goodness, uh, Ant-Man." Um, oh shit, Michael Douglas. Yep. Yeah, how we how we did with the de-aging for him, and I think that was just like a huge selling point. He's like, "Okay, I'm in." <sighs> so cool. So that, cool. I think that's probably why that because like they didn't want to worry about like if like there were like any like this is nothing against Alfred Molino, but it was kind of weird for me for a minute that he was wearing kind of like a turtleneck under his classic Doc Ock suit because usually you see him like he's not wearing like. like well, when he was fighting Spider Man, his his trench coat was brown, so he he was in a completely different oh, outfit. Was, yeah. Like his his entire outfit was different. The only one that had like uh, the same outfit was Green Goblin at the beginning. When Green, I feel Green Goblin's was even like a little different. It was a little bit more sleek looking. Because even the mask, I feel looked different, at least a little bit. It did. Um, I think the ears were a little bit bigger. Okay. On it, but what they did with that one is they made that one look a little bit more metallic. Whereas the one in the first Spider-Man looked a, a, a bit more plastic. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Which, you know, I, I think that was a very good call. Oh, yeah. I do wish that we got to see the mask a bit more. I, yeah, when he broke it, I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> I, lo- I know everyone says he looked like a green Power Ranger. I don't care. I love how the Goblin costume looked in the original Spider-Man. I'm, I'm, I was trying to think of, like, how they could have incorporated that better, and I'm... I'm like I feel like that he could have at least taken like the mouthpiece. Yeah, okay. Or just something, just a, just like a little hint of yeah. of goblin in there, because it just kind of looked like dude flying on a glider with a green suit. Yeah, so not really like goblin, but I mean, at least though they had him like do that like kind of like whole purple uh, like pullover kind of situation. Yeah, I I appreciated the hell yeah, out of that. I really appreciate that nod to the original goblin. Yeah, that nice. looked super good. Oh, so good. Just top-notch performances all around. Yeah. Like, I think the only problems I had were with Zendaya. <laughs> <laughs> and with how big of a role she played, like, 
it did dock it a little bit more. Uh, any any other acting you want to talk about? No, no, not really. All right, so with acting, we're sitting at in ninety six point three. All right, moving on over to character development. Um, we have to do Tom Holland's Spider Man. Oh yeah. Like, there's no other choice here. Um. I felt like he was a very. I. Like, it's just kind of like the accumulation of everything that we've seen of him so far just coming to a head. Yes. Like, realizing that he can't protect his loved ones the way that he wants to if they know who he is. Seriously, at the end, with what he does, that is is one of the most Spider-Man things that I've ever seen. Dude, exactly. Like, that was just pure genius. Like, it puts Spider-Man in such, like, a weird position. Because everyone knows who Spider-Man is. And this is, like, a discussion me and Vic had for, like, a really long time. So, like, does does everyone know that he fought within the Infinity War? Or was, like, such a big part of um, Tony Stark's life? Or... Like, what? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, so, like, with uh, with Happy, when he was talking to Happy and he's just like, oh, how did you know her? And and he's like, oh, I, kn- I knew her through Spider-Man. I'm like, wait, okay, so they know who Spider-Man is. And he's just like, yeah, me too. And I'm like, wait, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, so you know who Spider-Man is, but you don't know Peter Parker? So did you just, like not see like in your mind did you just not see spider-man without his mask or did you just not know who this kid was yeah like honestly like thinking back like um so like in because uh, i actually recently uh re-watched homecoming so like <laughs> that scene where like at the beginning where peter's like recording his like trip to help in civil war so literally in his mind spider-man never took <laughs> off his costume <laughs> That is seriously exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, how, like, how does this work in your in their minds? Yeah, they better explain this shit. And no, that, that I feel like that was another thing that I kind of docked for writing. That, yeah, that's fair. But I mean, overall, seeing Peter kind of get to this point where he almost like accepted that everyone knew, but then seeing how it was affecting his loved ones with like Ned and MJ not getting into MIT because of the controversy uh, behind Spider-Man and then going to Dr. Strange and saying like, Hey, could you make this spell where everyone forgets that I'm Spider-Man? And he's just like, Oh yeah. And then like goes to do it. I'm like, how hard is it to just tell them again? Like, I feel like you could have just been like, okay, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but anyway, and I love freaking Spider-Man or Doctor Strange's thing. He's just like, listen, you've done all you can. Like, y- you've gone to them and, like, pleaded your case. And he's just like, what? <laughs> and, the dude, the like, Doctor Strange got pissed. I would have, too. I'm like, are like, you? That didn't come to your mind? 
not a simple phone call to admissions. I know. I like it in that moment. I realized, oh, doctorate. <laughs> Sad thing is, like when he said that, I'm like, oh my god, I didn't. Even that moment. I'm like, I know. I was just like, well, what else was he? Sp- oh no. And like, yeah, like, and all, and uh, with that scene on the freeway when she's just like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, let them uh, know to reconsider your, uh, you know, yours and your friends' applications." I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, I know that she, he'd saved her from Doc Ock, but I, I just feel like something else could have happened to where like she would have said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that, but I feel like he had like really good intentions of like wanting his, his family's life to be better, but then being put into a position where it wasn't, and it was kind of his fault for it and having these, this really selfless desire to make their life normal and green goblins points it out with the best he's just like you're having to choose out of all these things that you want but you can't have them all and getting to that point where he's like all like the multiverse is breaking his and then just realizing that his friends and loved ones are in more danger having known who he is and then just being like if they all forget like who peter parker is everyone goes back and just making that sacrifice was just such like you said such a spider-man thing to do it was like it was perfection and like you could tell how hard of a decision that was for him honestly the the hurt that you see on a well not maybe not hurt but like the look that you see on Doctor Strange's face because he know that he knows that honestly this is the only way to do it but the fact that you you can definitely tell that he is going to miss knowing that Peter Parker is Spider-Man for how much they've gone through together I mean it hasn't been that much but you know like uh he points out at the movie they saved uh, the world uh they saved half does he say the whole world or half the world? Half the world. Half the world together. Or half the universe. That's what it is. Um, so you, you can definitely tell that he definitely started to um, get a bond with the kid. And so the fact that he has to forget that, it's understandable why he reacts the way that he does. Yeah. Like, it, it just... Doctor Strange, like, was just... I f- think he viewed Peter's decision as very selfish at the beginning. And then when he was just like, all right, let's turn everything back to normal. And he's like, all right, great. We just need to send these ba- guys back. And then when Peter realized that they were basically going back to their death and having that moment where, like, I can't let that happen. And Doctor Strange is just like, it has to. And Peter just, like, refuses. And then... Like, no, there's nothing you can do. They like this is their their destiny or their fate. And then like there's nothing you can do. And then Peter goes and actually does it. And so when Doctor Strange comes back and realizes 
his plan's working. Like, you can tell he's like, okay, I'm a little bit impressed by this. And then, like, realizing that Peter will make that ultimate sacrifice, that ultimate selfless sacrifice. And it's just, like, so heartbreaking, like, realizing what he had to do. And Doctor Strange, like, there was just, like, a lot of sadness in his in his eyes as he was like going to do the spell but then getting peter back to his roots and having to rely solely on himself was just so so masterfully crafted it really was i hope that they can do something that that well done with hulk <laughs> one can hope one can hope yeah but like it was it was so difficult to to be super harsh on character development but we managed <laughs> <laughs> um so yet yeah, collectively we're sitting at a 96 for character development and that's with uh with Vix 100% as well so <laughs> All right, moving on over to effects. Unless you had anything on. No, I got nothing. Okay, moving on over to effects. This is actually where we were the harshest. Um, except for Vic. <laughs> so, Shocker. Yeah, we're sitting at a 93.6 for effects. Um, there were some misses. Uh, there is some parts where you can definitely tell the CGI. Yeah, you get that that classic Marvel rubbery look. A lot of people were saying that when uh, they saw that with um, the introduction of Electro and how uh, Spidey's black suit looked. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, definitely. Um, overall, most of the stuff looked really good. Yeah. Um, Sandman looked amazing. Um, because he was in sand form a majority of the movie. Apparently, we had a DH Doc Ock. I didn't even realize that. Like he, he looked just flawless. Yeah, he did. Um, all the Spider Man, like when the Spider Man were all in action. Um, like when they had their like wide shots and were doing like the crazy web swinging. That's when it kind of like okay, that that looks CGI as hell. Yeah, but uh, what can you do? Yeah, but overall, I mean, it was nothing to freaking gawk at. I would uh, one of the biggest positives I can give the effects is that um, it fix. Maybe I'm just the only one here, but it fixed one of the biggest problems I had with the Iron Spider suit. Um, the head was actually proportionate with the body. Oh my gosh! Around. Yes, unlike in uh, Far From Home, where the the body was way too bulky compared to the head, and it really just bugged the hell hell out of me. Um, but this movie fixed it, so. Yeah. Uh, okay, we'll get into it with costumes. But, um, yeah, all the all the effects looked good. Doctor Strange looked amazing. Like all of his crazy magic stuff looked really good. Uh, like there were weren't too many issues. Honestly, the only thing I docked for was like some of those wide shots where there was like some crazy web swinging. And maybe like the occasional mishap with 
some of the villains. Yeah. Like there was, I feel like the worst one was probably Lizard. There were times where Lizard looked fake as hell. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that one. But other than that, like everything else was like super solid throughout this. Would you say that about uh, Electra's Lightning? Electra's Lightning, I I feel looked better in this than it did in his movie. It it honestly did, and um, I don't know. I, I feel. What I'd say, like, goes into costumes, so I keep my mouth shut. Fair. <laughs> yeah, not much else to say about that. There's, like, not any one in particular thing. It's just, like we said, just like, occasional sweeps that we would see. Yeah. Um, so moving on over to music, uh, we actually averaged out to a 10 on this one. So, I was actually the only one that was harsh on this, <laughs> apparently. I'm sorry, man. When you put in music from the OG Spider-Man movie, you're getting a 10 from me. I know. That's fair. <laughs> like, it, it's so hard to disagree. Like, that was just such a good score. Absolutely. Oh, so good. Like, they tied in everything perfectly. And if you, like, listen back to it, you can you and you like realize what it is. You can pick up those hints mm-hmm. of like their individual scores, and so I, oh, the, so good. The, it it had like an Avengers vibe to it, but yeah. in like a, a in, with like a Spidey tone. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Honestly, the score that was playing as he's uh, like the ending shot as he's swinging through New York City during Christmas time, like the score that's playing towards that, like. Honestly, I almost had me started to tear up. So I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Score was incredible. incredible. It was so good. Like, so little complaints with with the soundtrack here. Like I said, like the, this, for me, the thing that keeps me personally from a 10 is like something catchy. And I was at a 9 because I felt like everything was just so masterfully crafted. Everything was like that. The the freaking super score, I would call it. Yeah. Um, it was just pure perfection. So I'm not even a little bit upset that it got a ten. <laughs> um, anything else on music? No. It's wonderful. Yeah. All right, moving on over to costumes, and I feel like we're gonna have a shit ton yeah. to say on this Ooh. one. Yeah, let's. Honestly, should we just work our way through each character and just say what we thought? Yeah. Okay. You want so? Start with let's let's move. Let's go. Let's go with like villains, and then move our way up. Okay, I like it. So first off, we're gonna start with Lizard. He kind of had just the the classic. Amazing Spider-Man look. I understand why they didn't change him, but I wish that they would have made him a little bit more lizard-like. Give him a snout. Yeah. You had a perfect opportunity. You changed Electro. Yeah, I know. Like, and you just kind of justified it by like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it worked. I had no problems with it. You could have done the same thing for the lizard. Yeah, or maybe just like made the... Like a first round of lizard serum not work, and it like makes him more lizard. There we go. 
Yeah, so Lizard, not super impressed, but it did look really good compared to the Amazing Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Like, a little bit more rubbery than, than that version, but not overly so. Um, next up, I'd say Sandman. Yeah, so he was in his sand form for most of the time. Now it makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay now. Now it makes sense. I'm like, I don't understand why they just didn't get Thomas Hayden Church to come in and film a couple things. And, like, yeah, apparently scheduling conflicts. Yeah. But at least he did come back to do the voiceover. Yeah, that was really nice to see. Um, and we did get a little clip of him, like you said, from old Spider-Man 3 footage. So that was nice. Yeah. Yeah, like, like I said, I didn't even notice. Yeah, once, once he's cured and, yeah, you actually see Thomas Hayden Church's Flint. I, if, God, wow, I was pushing that, yeah. It's like they just put, like, a nice little bow on it. So, it, like, when you don't see him later, you don't really realize it. Yeah, exactly. So that was that was really nice, and seeing him in sand form was really cool. Yeah. So the, I mean, the freaking like cat, couch joke at uh, Happy's place that was that was pretty funny. Yeah. So yeah, I really liked seeing him in that. So definitely high praise for for that. Um, next, we got Electro, who is kind of put in construction gear. I'd say. I thought that was a fire. Well, wait, like, are you talking about his final form or, like, when he's just Max Dillon towards the, uh... When well, his final... did was his, his final form was in, like, the, the safety gear, wasn't it? I think so. But, like, when they, they first get... Like, like, he had a new harness and whatnot. That's true. He was wearing, like, a firefighter's outfit, though, when they get locked behind those, uh... Whatever they're called things, right? Wasn't that a firefighter's outfit? It might have been, uh, maybe. I mean, didn't they get it from like an electrician's area? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Okay, so yeah, I think it was an electrician's. Uh. Yeah, so I'd say that one was pretty good. But I think what really made his costume stand out is when they did the classic electro mask with his lightning. That was. I know uh, in the Amazing Spider-Man two, with him like being you know bald and blue, it's uh, how he looks in the uh, Ultimate comics. I think that's where it comes from, is the Ultimate comics. Yeah. But I was I actually like this version better. I know he's like kind of like wearing like a like simple, like kind of like not like army based like costume with just like a Stark arc reactor attached to it. But the fact that when he uh, charges it up and shoots. Uh, his electricity and his head turns into his classic headpiece. It's like um, outlined. I feel that just like takes the cake and like makes this a way better version than what we got in the Amazing Spider-Man Two. Oh no doubt, no I, doubt. I I loved how Electro looked in this movie. Yeah, he looked super good. Um. All right, next I'd say Doc Ock. Tentacles looked exactly the same as they did in Spider-Man 2, which is perfect because the tentacles look perfect in that movie. So, honestly, he looked he looked amazing, um, like Gil pointed out, and I didn't even notice. He has, like, a brand new outfit. Even the jacket is different. I didn't notice that the jacket was different. Um, but, I mean, 
Doc Ock be pulling off the turtleneck very nicely. Oh, yeah. Um, I was kind of afraid that they were going to give him the, the nanobots for the entirety of the movie. Like, oh, once he took them. And so I'm like, Because eh. once I saw them with, like, the red hue, I'm like, I don't like that at all. And so eventually when they did take it off of him, and I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> and went back to, like, the classic claws. Yeah. Like, it made sense why they had the, the nanobots on him for a majority of the film. Yeah. And yeah, I was just I was so happy when they <laughs> when they fixed that. Um Alright, next up, uh Green Goblin. Oh god. He was the one with the biggest costume change, I would say. He in a I way would, I would say I don't, I don't know, for me I feel it's electro considering that it's completely different. Okay. I'll get okay. Yeah. But I feel that there is still some subtle changes to Green Goblin's costume that makes it a big deal. Like the fact that literally, um, what is it, like two, uh, the next scene after we see Green Goblin like fly in on the freeway, the next scene that he's in, he freaking literally breaks the mask. I'm like, really? I'm like, so, come on! <laughs> so the rest of the movie, it's either you just see Norman's face or he's wearing goggles. Yeah. Um, have you seen the footage of what they were originally going to do for Green Goblin? Oh, and the original? Yeah. Movie? Yeah, with like the goblin uh, helmet that like had like big yellow eyes and the. Have you seen like the what like they had Willem Dafoe put that mask on? Yeah. And d- try and do like faces with it. Terrifying. Nightmare fuel. Yeah, I. I I'll have to show you after we're yeah, done. Yeah, because I, I remember uh, Sony was just like, "Yeah, that's a little too terrifying for kids. Let's let's go the Power <laughs> Rangers route." Yeah, which I'm I'm glad we got to see that, and he did stay in that suit. Um, he just covered it up with with some like purple outfit. Like, I will say with this one, he did kind of dress like an old grandma for a majority of the movie. <laughs> Which I was okay. I don't know. I liked the addition of like the purple hoodie or hood. Just I don't know. It worked. Yeah, it definitely worked after he attacked Peter and uh, Aunt May. Um, like when he jumped on the glider and was gliding up, and his like the hoodies just kind of like or the, he was like wearing sweats or something, and it was like ripped or, like just above the thigh. And then, like, it was going up and, just, like, went to the purple hood and everything. Like, that was just pure Green Goblin to yeah. me. So, so good. <laughs> so, loved that. Loved every second of that. Um, yeah, then moving on to, I'd say, Toby and, and Andrew, we can kind of mix in. Yeah, because... It's literally uh, Toby's original suit from all three Spider-Man movies, and then Andrew's from The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Like, you never realize just how iconic a suit like that can be. Like, they, I love that they kept the suit the same throughout his trilogy. I did, too, because it, it's perfect. It's perfection. Yeah, it's just like, why would Spider-Man mess with a good thing? <laughs> Yeah, like, like the biggest, movies. yeah, they like the biggest thing that they messed with in 
in the trilogy was they went to a black suit. <laughs> but it was just that's or his red suit in black. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, so really, yeah, really not that huge of a change. Um, but I feel like with the Amazing Spider-Man suits, them changing it in the second one was kind of for the better. Oh yeah. Um, apparently it made a lot of sense to everyone that was working on the film and like, oh, like, cause everyone wanted to see like how, like how did Spider-Man make his suit? <laughs> and so they're just like, yeah, we just took that and ran with it. And apparently like everyone who worked on the film was just like, yes, this is perfect. And then like, and then audiences didn't like it. <laughs> So yeah, no shit. Oh, I'm sorry. When I think of Spider-Man's eyes, I don't think them of being sunglass lenses. Yeah. So I'm 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 glad that they went with that version. <laughs> it's, uh, that suit is so good in Amazing Spider-Man too. Yeah. Just as good in this one. Yeah. So love that they they stuck with with those suits, and then Tom he had a few costume changes throughout this. He had his far from home suit, yep. and then someone threw like green paint on him or something like that. Yeah. And then he couldn't get it off, and I'm like, why didn't you just like, you could have just gone with like the green stained <laughs> suit. Yeah, really that bad. Yeah, and so he wears his suit inside out, <laughs> which kind of, I I thought that was so dumb. Yeah. So that's how that works. Okay. I'm like, everyone knows you're Peter Parker. Just don't wear a suit. <laughs> yeah. Dude, seriously, though. Um, so wasn't the biggest fan of that suit, but that didn't detract at all when they he went back to wearing the Far From Home suit after May cleaned his original suit. Or cleaned his Far From Home suit. And then once he cured Doc Ock of his arms having control of him and kind of like re freed his mind again. Um, Doc Ock gives him back all the nanobots and then the nanobots kind of like form a really cool spider look, like kind of cover his far from home suit, but not so much that it becomes another iron spider situation. It's yeah, like, yeah. just gives him some like extra protection. It looks like, which I loved. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's what freaking Iron Man should have done. He didn't need to build an entire freaking suit. Just do some armor. <laughs> like, it was kind of like... The way I viewed it was like giving Spider-Man a bulletproof vest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, so love that suit. And then we ha he wears that suit for the rest of the movie until the very end where he is moved into his own apartment and he builds or makes his own Spider-Man suit with, with like a shiny blue material and it just oh my gosh we didn't get like a super clear look at it no so freaking perfect like oh my gosh like I've seen stills of like the images that people have been able to get kind of uh, like the just the blurry image, it is so perfect. Isn't the spider different too? Yep, <sighs> everything's different. Like the 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 shade of blue, it's like such a vibrant color. Yeah, and it works so well for Spider Man. It does. 
So I I love that suit, and I want to. I can't wait till the toys of that suit come out. Yeah, same here. And I can't wait for freaking Funko to release the Toby and Andrew yeah. pops. That's gonna be sick. Um, so yeah, tens across the board for costumes, because why not? Yeah, right. All right, and then finally we got our own personal grade, um, which we are sitting at a ninety-eight for this one. Yeah. So, you want to share final thoughts on? Yeah. Um. So uh, I was a little lower than Caleb and Vic with my personal score. I gave it a ninety-six. Um. But overall, this was a near perfect Spider-Man movie. Um. This was the perfect uh, third Tom Holland Spider-Man film. Um. The way that they were able to balance these five uh, villains so so perfectly, and not only to and wow. And to add uh, Tom Holland, not Tom, oh my God, to not and to add Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, Spider-Man's or Spider-Man, whatever. <laughs> um, into, I'm killing this, guys. I'm killing it. Um, adding those two into this movie and still being able to make it work so well um, is such a huge accomplishment. And jo- Kudos to John Watts and Sony for being able to pull this off because they did a remarkable job. And I I think it's going to be a while until we get a movie that is this hyped that delivers this well. Again, um, I feel it's going to be a very long time Um, just because of how the speculation for this movie was just insane. Um, And I, I, I just did not expect them still to actually put Andrew and uh, Toby in this movie, but they did it. They, they proved me wrong um, and they did it flawlessly. Um, so yeah, I'm at a, uh... hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm a little higher, so I'm sitting at a 98. Um, like, like you said, damn near perfect Spider-Man movie, damn near perfect movie in general. Like, the way that they're able to just hit every single nostalgic bone in your body while also giving like just a fresh life to everything was just so well done. Like I, I have very few, if any bad things to say about this movie. Like I, like I said at the beginning, my biggest gripe was with this is why didn't venom not disappear because magic like apparently Doctor Strange's magic sucks and apparently like if a little piece of some of you falls off it like doesn't work I I hope they they justify that and f- and be like hey that little piece of venom is able to open up a portal and bring Eddie through it <laughs> or just something like that but yeah it was so good like all the hype for this movie just got me so excited and yeah audience reaction was was perfect the only thing that i overall like and the the venom thing is just such a minor gripe to me if there was anything that i didn't like about seeing this movie was that i had to go see it with someone who brought a a three-week-old baby dude i'm so grateful that there was not a child okay wait no there were children in this theater but they kept quiet, and there were no uh, babies <laughs> in sight. And I was like, 
Thank the Lord. Thank you. Dude, I was ready to freaking flip someone. Like, so hard. Because the they came and sat down next to me and I went with um um basically Brielle's brother. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I went with him. And yeah, so this freaking couple comes in with their newborn freaking baby and like comes to sit down and I'm like, Are you shitting me? Like, no. And then they eventually moved because they realized the she the seat was shitty. And so they went and sat in like the front row. And I'm like, bitch, this is an IMAX. Like, I hope your baby's deaf. <laughs> like, that's the only reason that I would justify bringing a baby to an IMAX movie. I'm like, the trailers alone freaking, like, blew your eardrums. So, yeah, I loved every second of this. And, yeah. And I will insert Vic's thoughts here. Hey, what's up, Caleb? What's up, Rose? Uh, Crash from the Crash and Tez Movie Cellar. Merry Christmas to everybody. Um, Yeah, sorry I couldn't make it on here, but I did manage to get Caleb all of my scores. Uh, I can't be convinced. Otherwise, I'm giving it hundreds and tens all across the board. Um, The suits were awesome. The... uh, the animation was amazing. The story was kick ass. It it tied up all of the any loose ends that Spider-Man MCU might have had. That all got tied up. Any of the loose ends that you got from the Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield, uh, and even from Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, those all got tied up. Um, any all those loose ends, I mean, uh, just freaking amazing. Um, I definitely, I cried, I yelled, I screamed, I got chills. Uh, Hands down, my favorite part is after they huddle together and they're doing, you know, they're going over their game plan. They're like, dude, just, just rely on your spidey sense and, or your, your, your tingle, rely on your tingle and then just fight together. Uh, I love when they're all jumping off. I'm getting goosebumps now just talking about it. Um, I love when they like, they jump off the you know, the um, the edge of the uh, Statue of Liberty and all that, the construction, whatever stuff. And then, like, you hear the classic um, Tobey Maguire, you know, yell the woo like, you know, and all three of them doing it. I think that was so cool. And they're all just, they're all swinging. You know, you got their, their own personal and individual swinging styles, which was cool. Um I love how <laughs> I loved how they were all just like just kind of confused as to how Toby Maguire's webbing uh works especially because you know it just he makes his own in his body and they're just trying to figure out how that works. Um <clears throat> uh it kind of sucks that May has to had to be the Uncle Ben in this, because uh, I know a lot of people speculated that was Tony's role, but uh, that that hurt. Definitely cried on that. Um, it was super cool to see Alfred Molina and and uh, and Willem Dafoe in this film again. Like, the I mean, if you guys heard the episode that I did with the All Bros um, for Spider Man, Sam Raimi Spider Man, 
you'll know that Willem Dafoe was like the saving grace for that movie for us. Um, we had nothing but great things to say about him. Um, so yeah, story acting, um, for everybody, even like those, even like all those background characters, um, story hundred acting hundred, uh, costumes, hundred character development, huge. Um, I'd give it 200 if I could, but 100, um, music 10, uh, uh, everything just not even kidding hundreds and tens all across the board. So Caleb, thanks for, uh, thanks for taking this recording. Thank you for, uh, still, still, uh, <laughs> including me on there. Um, and, uh, DJ, you know, I can't go without mentioning you, buddy. Um, good luck. You know, 2022, I think, I think we start a clean slate and, uh, we see who really, who really is the, uh, the king of guesting on the all bros. <laughs> all right. Thanks guys. Uh, you guys can also catch me on, on Crash and Taz movie seller and, uh, yeah, thanks all bros. Peace. All right. Well, that I'd say that concludes, uh, this week's episode of, uh, the all bros podcast. Um, if you like what you uh, heard and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen. We haven't done the final scores yet. Oh my god, we haven't. <laughs> wow. Alright, that's it. I'm fired. I forgot about him too. Oh, thank god. Okay, good. I'm, I'm still fired though. Alright, well. That concludes this week's breakdown of Spider-Man No Way Home. And the fight, so the final All Bros and Crash and Taz movie seller grade for Spider Man No Four or No Way Home has come to an A. Holy shit! We have not had a solid A in so long. Yeah. All right, let's compare this to other movies. Piss some people off. We do not have very many. Ooh. Oh, wait. <laughs> nope. Never mind. Dude, okay. I'll, I'll tell you guys what just happened. So we only have four A movies. Four of them. That's it. Um, and so when I jump to the page where it has like all the movies and the percentages in, in order... I didn't. I forgot to put the percentages in order, so it just had the final grade. And so I thought Spider-Man: No Way Home was our lowest A movie, um, but it's not. So we officially have a new number one movie, and it is Spider-Man: No Way Home, sitting at a whopping ninety-seven point three seven percent. Yeah, no shit. Um, just for shits and giggles, I want to see what the score would be if if Vic didn't hundred percent it across the board. <laughs> it still would have been top movie. Holy shit! Yeah, it only would have gone down by a percentage. So without Vic's one hundred percent across the board, it would have been. At a ninety six point zero six, um, so that is all types of surprising to me. Or let me just control out delete all that. Maybe there, there we, we go. go. Oh shit! That is insane.
So yeah, there is nothing that is above this movie. <laughs> that damn. that is wild. But that puts it two percent above Bohemian Rhapsody. Puts it three percent over the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, and then three percent over Avengers Endgame. Yeah. That's that's wild, dude. That is absolutely wild. Holy shit. Oh my gosh. Dude, who knows when we're ever gonna get a movie this high again? Yeah, you got me, buddy. <laughs> that's insane. Especially with how much it dominates Bohemian Rhapsody by. Dude, no kidding. And the fact that even with our scores alone, it still would have been the highest. It would have yeah. been highest by a percentage. Yeah. Yeah. God. Sorry. Keep not talking to the mic. Sorry. <laughs> That's wild. That is so crazy. Anyway, I mean, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> yeah, what, what else can you say? Um, yeah. Yeah, so. So anyway, now we can wrap this up. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Um, well, if you liked this episode and want to hear more of our lovely voices, uh, be sure to, uh, you'll f- not go follow us, but find us on literally anywhere you listen to podcasts. We are on Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Pod. Wow, Google Podcast is it Apple Podcast? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Spotify, all that good jazz. Um, so yeah, uh, go find us. Um, if you want to answer our question of the week when we actually do post it, yeah, um, you are able to find those. On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter and Instagram, at the Albros. And then uh, Facebook is facebook.com forward slash the Albros. Um, if you uh, want to uh, DM us with a, uh, an episode idea or if you want to join us, that is a great way to contact us. Or you can also uh, contact us by eel. eel? By eel? <laughs> <laughs> Email. Uh, at the Albros channel at gmail.com. Um, and if you guys want to go check out our website, you can get to get to know us more as well as you can uh, custom order a uh, some of our merch because whenever we try to uh, or whenever Caleb tries to post a new design on uh, shit, is it T Public or Teespring? T Public. T Public. Yep. Bitch ass corporations take it down. They copyright <laughs> that shit. Bitches. Dude, I'm 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 working on Teespring right yeah. now, like reopening that. But I was going. So my problem with with Teespring, what I was originally doing, and was making what was making my computer crash, is that I was trying to make all types of merch for each of our episodes, where it was like, oh, you could buy socks and totes and this and that and that and. Now I'm just keeping it simple to just like shirts, hoodies, and like maybe like a sticker. <laughs> I like it. I love it. Keeping it basic. Yeah, I think that's a great call. Um. So yeah. But that w- that probably won't be open for a while because we have over 200 episodes. God damn. Um, <laughs> um. So yeah, if you uh, want to go on our website and custom order one, we'll get that made for you. Or, if you want to take your chances, and hopefully your favorite episode art is on uh, Public, 
Yeah, apparently we're the official Monster House merch line. Woo! woo. <laughs> You're welcome, Sony. <laughs> Dude, just wait. Dude, once freaking, like, if we get an email and they're like, Monster House has been taken down, I'm going to, like, lose my shit. But yeah, um, next week we will be breaking down the Matrix Resurrections uh, with our, oh my god. Unofficial third unofficial, host. That's the word. Unofficial uh, third host uh, DJ from the Untrained Eye slash Dragging the Table podcast. Yeah. Who will officially be one episode ahead of Vic. Eat your heart out, Vic. <laughs> you chose this episode yeah i'm still i'm still because he's going to send audio for us to insert into this i am still going to put him like like featuring crash and taz okay. on the, the artwork yeah um but yeah it just technically won't count <laughs> I like it. um but yeah you can uh, look forward to that episode next week but until then this has been the all bros podcast i am jonathan and I'm Caleb. And we will see you guys next week. So long. Deuces.